Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and happy Monday. Yes, a new edition of John Solomon Reports and a new week. We're heading into Memorial Day weekend this next weekend, one of my favorite holidays. I was blessed growing up in my family to have so many amazing members of my family serve. I had two uncles particularly that served in uh, World War II in really significant capacities. They saw a lot of horror. They did a lot of brave things. And, and every year I'm reminded of my childhood when I would go with my Uncle Henry, who was a wonderful army soldier in World War II in the European front. Uh, and I would go to the Memorial Day Parade in Fairfield, Connecticut, uh, right, right outside my home where I grew up. And uh, I would see the veterans and I would see the love in the streets for the veterans and the pride that we had in America. You didn't hear people saying oh, America is a racist society. You didn't hear people say America's bad. You saw pride. You saw honor. You saw amazing men and women who risked their lives. Many gave their lives to preserve the greatest constitutional republic, the greatest democracy the world has ever known. And as this weekend approaches, I, I always have those sentimental memories. And, and they're a reminder that uh, despite all the things that people are saying about this country, many of them Americans themselves, this is a most extraordinary country. And it's proven day in and day out by the men and women who choose to serve, who act heroically, who give their lives, give their careers to keeping you safe so that you don't have to wait, lay awake at night worrying about where the next attack's going to come. And these people work all across. They start in the military. They go to the FBI. They go to the uh, Customs and Border Patrol. They go to your local law enforcement. They sometimes go to your hardware store where my uncle worked after his service. But what extraordinary um, people, what's extraordinary validation of the American experience, all that is good with America, then this great holiday that we will have a week from today, Memorial Day. And as we start this week, I want to thank all of the veterans, all of those who have served, who've given their lives, who are wounded in service to their country. We honor you. We will remember you this whole week. And all those amazing stories that my uncles would tell me, one of them was an Army medic. The other uh, was an infantryman that literally walked through minefields and came under enormous attack. Both won extraordinary rewards of valor. Um, I'm reminded of their stories and all the men and women they talked about, some who didn't come home, many who did. 
my memories are filled with the extraordinary uh, examples of greatness that this country produces every day in every branch of its armed services. We are so lucky, and those who denigrate our country today also dishonor the memory, the sacrifice, the integrity of those who defend this great democracy, this great constitutional republic. So I start on that note because this is always a very important week for me. I I look forward to Memorial Day. I look forward to honor people. I, many years when I was the editor of the Washington Times, uh, was able to get involved in the in the annual motorcycle event here in Washington that where veterans were honored and they would go down to the memorial and they would stop in our parking lot over in Washington, D.C. at the Washington Times, Rolling Thunder. What an amazing group of people there. But wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever your interests are, whatever your current uh, view of America is, let's stop this week and give extraordinary honor, extraordinary um, appreciation for the brave men and women who serve, have served, who gave their lives, were wounded in the service of our country. We are so lucky. We are forever indebted to you. And as we head into this weekend, maybe we'll throw some hot dogs and hamburgers or steaks, Kansas City steaks, if we're thinking about it, uh, on the grill. Uh, But we need to do more, and we need to say thank you. Wherever you see a veteran this week, reach out and let them know you care, that you appreciate what they do. It'll make a world of difference. I know it did to my uncle. My uncle had a lot of war memories, many of them very tough and intense. He was a quiet man, but I can't tell you how many times his face lit up over the course of his life when I was a young child, when someone would just come up to him and say, thank you, sir, for serving, because he had his American Legion hat on or his Army hat on uh, or um, had his medals displayed in a in a private setting. It was unbelievable to see him light up. The smile was so great. You won't believe how those simple words can make a difference to someone who's already sacrificed so much. Thank you for serving on behalf of all of us here today as we start this great week of Memorial Day. Uh, we remember you. We thank you. And on Friday, we're going to have a very special guest. I don't want to ruin it. Just know on Friday, you should tune in. We're going to have a real bona fide American hero who personifies all the millions of other American heroes who have served in our great armed services, in our Army, our Navy, our Air Force, the Coast Guard, the Marines. Wow, what a group. Uh, we've got one guy that is a great personification of so much of the greatness of our men and women in the fighting forces. And uh, that's going to be a special interview on Friday. Stay tuned. We'll give you more hints and tips uh, as the week goes on. Uh, But it's going to be a fun interview and somebody that I think we can all learn from and draw inspiration from as we head into the weekend. All right. Now we are, it's a Monday and we ought to start the week off with a big interview. So guess what? We are Senate president, Karen fan of Arizona, She is overseeing and launched the audit in Maricopa County, the one that's going on that a lot of people are covering. A lot of Democrats and media are casting shade on it. A lot of Republicans and those who have concerns are proud that they're proceeding ahead and not being stopped. Senator Fan is going to join us in just a second to give us the very latest, the truth, the myths, the lies, and where this all ends. A lot of people think, well, this is an effort to overturn the 2020 election. Wrong. Read the documents. Listen to what the senator herself said and her colleagues said, what Jake Hoffman, who was on this show previously, said. This is not about overturning the November 2020 elections. It's about ensuring that the future 
of elections in Arizona are trusted by all, not by half, not by some, not by three quarters, but that there is a degree of confidence 100% or as close to 100% as we can get that all voters who cast their vote will actually feel good about the outcome because they know their vote counted and the way they were counted had integrity, had honesty, had transparency. There's a lot of myths, a lot of dishonest information coming out about this audit. We're going to give you the truth from the woman who launched it, has supervised it, and is determined to see it through. Arizona Senate President Karen Fan. right after this commercial break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, somebody on the very front lines of the election integrity debate we're having in the United States right now, Senate President from Arizona, Karen Fan is joining us. Senator Fan, thank you for uh, joining the show today. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, there's been a lot going on with this audit, and it seems as though the further the work gets along, the more the resistance builds. Could you talk a little bit just about what we know the audit has already found? A lot of people say, oh, this is nothing to this. This is just a big mirage. But you actually wrote a letter last week, laid out some very specific concerning things that the audit has already found. Well, let's let's start there with a little bit. So let me go back very quickly, if I might bring everybody up to date, is you know, this actually started the week of the election. There were a lot of questions that were floating around, not only in Arizona, but other states about, you know, people changing the rules at last minute, trying to blame it on COVID or one thing or another, where people were now allowed to cure their ballots after the deadlines and all sorts of things. Right. So we, right from the beginning, um, I had called the board of supervisors and said, look, guys, we need to get ahead of this. I can see this thing bro- you know, mushrooming. And uh, it started out, yeah, we're behind you, Karen. And then it very quickly turned uh, between lawsuits and this, that, and the other, and very turned into, uh, no, we're not doing anything with you. We're not answering your questions. And the fact that they said that they would do two of their own audits, which they had agreed to do a forensic audit with me, they ended up just hiring two firms that certify the machines. They are not forensic auditors. And so it has been, yeah, so it has been nonstop for six months, which is a miracle that we've gotten this far between lawsuits. And, and of course, now the Dems have pulled in, you know, the national uh, law firms that go after everybody. And it's like every day, every week, it's more threats of lawsuits. So it's been a challenge to begin with. Now you ask if we have found anything Um, We are not, you know, we are not disclosing any of our findings until the end of the audit. And please know that this audit is nothing more than election integrity. We have, in fact, the media over here is even reporting, oh, 55% in a poll that was done a couple of weeks ago, 55% of all Arizona voters say they don't think there's any serious fraud. 
So therefore, we don't need the audit. We're wasting time. We're wasting money. Now, I'm going to flip that question around and say, okay, wait a minute. That means at least 45% of people think that there's a problem. So that's not acceptable. This was not a polling as to whether you take your milk and your coffee in the morning. This is election integrity. That number should either be zero or 2%, not 45%. So when asked why I'm doing this, this is exactly why we are doing this. Now, back to the question again about uh, what have we found. We are not going to disclose any findings until the end because, quite honestly, every piece of this puzzle has to be put together so that we can have those findings. However, what did come up is there were some questions that the, uh, the vendors that came up with, for example, there was a drive, a D drive, where there was a missing file, a rather large file that was missing. The ballots have just been thrown in boxes, and there's supposed to be some dividers there. I mean, they're not secured in bags or or um, security uh, tabs on them or anything. Right. So we were asking questions about how were these sorted, because literally they're just stuffed in the side of the box. And there were a few questions like that. So we called the uh, sent a letter to the board of supervisors and said hey guys could you come in next week let's sit down and go through this so that we can just get these questions answered and moved on and the board of supervisors said nope we're not coming in we're not answering any questions so we have not accused anybody of anything what we did say is that there are we have questions and we would just like some answers so we can keep moving forward now with respect to that um that drive it was deleted. However, uh, the Ben Cotton, who is one of the IT experts here, he did report a week later. He said, I was able to recover that information on another part of the drive. Now, I am not an IT expert here, so, yeah. but I do know that there are sometimes there are mirror drives of what I've been told. So right. it was deleted, but we were able to recover it on another part of the drive. Oh, that is good news because that allows the audit to go on. You can look at the data and, and, and give everybody the assurance. I, I want to go back to some of the myths because I think you just hit on a couple of them. Uh, but when you look at this and what the media has reported, what the Democrats have tried to distort this, and even some Republicans, obviously Maricopa County has a lot of Republicans on the board. What are the most uh, dishonest myths, the things that have been levied against this effort that really distort what you're trying to do? Well, I'll tell you what, it's been interesting. So this audit is nothing about the who won the election. It is nothing about anything other than the 45% of the people who have no confidence in our electoral system. It is, quite honestly, I wish the Secretary of State was doing this or the Board of Supervisors, um, since we are doing the Maricopa County, which is right. the largest county in Arizona, and it's the only county that did use those Dominion machines. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about Dominion, but there are a lot of questions, so we figured, you know what, Maricopa would probably be the best one to audit because of those reasons. So you would think that Maricopa County or the Secretary of State would say, let's do an audit to show our citizens that we have great election procedures, that we follow everything. So I am totally confused why it is that they are pushing back so hard on this audit and not even want to be a part of it to make sure that we are doing everything exactly right. They have trashed it, disparaged it, slandered it since day one. 
without even waiting to find out who the contractor was going to be and or what the results were going to be. We know if by some chance we do find problems, irregularities, whatever, we know we're going to go to court the next day. I told these vendors, you know, you guys better do a dang good job here. Get ready, right. Get ready because we will go to court and you're going to have to prove six times over exactly what you found, how you found it, and, and move on from there. So this just blows me away that um, they have totally trashed this and disparaged it from day one. And, of course, unfortunately, the media today, um, you know, they 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 like to write their own stories. And mm, uh, very few of them are actually – yeah, exactly. And very few of them are actually doing an unbiased piece about these are the facts and only the facts. It's like these journalists these days think they're writing opinions. It is remarkable. And, you know, oversight is built into government. We created an entire structure in the United States government called inspectors general to go back and do audits. We used to look at favorably at, at just checking things out. And for some reason, people seem very defensive about this particular audit. It's really remarkable. Now, there was a report the other day that uh, uh, the county said we may have to go buy all new machines from Dominion because of the way the contractors have dealt with these machines. But I did some digging. I want to see if, you, if, if this is accurate. It doesn't look like uh, Maricopa County owns the machines that they simply lease them. So why would they have to buy them? First, am I right about the lease? And two, is this a big red herring? Yes, that is, you are correct about the lease, and this is all part of the deal. Our Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, who is a Democrat, the person that was in charge of the Maricopa County uh, um, election back in November, who did not get reelected, his name is Adrian Fontes. Now, we understand that Katie's running for governor and Adrian's going to run for Secretary of State, so obviously they are in full mode of protect ourselves. Yes, a little bit of politics here. Yeah, exactly. And that's part of the problem here is politics have gotten so entwined with this when I have said from day one, you guys, this is nothing more than doing an audit. I asked Maricopa County, we do not want to move these ballots. We don't want to move the equipment. Let's pick an auditor together and let's do this at McTech under your purview. And they have flat refused. So the question, the Yeah, it's been literally crazy the way that they have pushed back. And it just makes us wonder even more, why would you not want to do this with us? There is another uh, another misconception that I want to put I want to put to bed. There is, you know, the media says, oh, yeah, well, there's already been four lawsuits, um, you know, and the courts have all said, no, there wasn't any fraud. Now, first and foremost, we at the Senate have never, never claimed fraud. We at the Senate have a constitutional authority, and it is our power that we write and pass election laws. We make sure that they are being followed correctly, and if we find any problems, we change those laws or update those laws. So the four lawsuits that had already been filed by others in the courts, those lawsuits were claiming fraud. Right. And the judges all dismissed them saying, you can't prove there was fraud. And he was right in dismissing them because- They were claims of fraud with no proof. So how do you do that? So first and foremost, that's why those cases went away. They didn't win. They didn't prove no fraud. They were dismissed. Ours was, and this is exactly what we're doing, is that we subpoenaed these records 
so that we can find out if there are any legitimate concerns going on. If there aren't, great. I'm going to put out a report that says all you 45% of the people that think it's no good, look, we didn't find anything other than minor irregularities that we do. If we do, in fact, find some major irregularities or problems, then our job is to fix it and make sure this doesn't happen again so people can go to the polls in two years and know that it's going to be on the up and up and nobody's playing any games. If by some slim chance we find something of a criminal nature, which I certainly hope we don't, but if we do, that will be turned over to the Attorney General's office in Congress and they can decide where to go from them. The Senate has no authority and nor are we looking to overturn an election or decertify. Um, That's not our job. Our job is to make sure we have safe, secure elections in the state of Arizona. And this election was unlike any that we had had in the past with COVID, with a large uh, increase in, in absentee voting. So, I mean, if, if there ever was a time to do audit, it would be after an unusual election, an election where history mandated that the, the election processes were different and, and the experience was different for a lot of people. When you when you look out, well, you talked about a report. When do you think your final findings will be available to, to the public? Well, we expect the audit, assuming we don't get shut down. As I said, they are trying to pull in every single Democrat liberal uh, outlet to try and shut us down. But assuming that doesn't happen, uh, we expect the full audit to be completely done by the end of June. I have extended the contract at the Coliseum until then. And then it will take them, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks after that to take all of this information and analyze it and put a report together. Um, I have asked them to issue a draft report so that we can sit down with it and um, and with the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. I told them from the get-go, I said, this is not about blindsiding anybody. Um, I want to get the draft report. Let's sit down. Let's have a conversation about making sure that the report is clear and concise and there's no room for you know, interpretation that we have uh, something fair and balanced. Yeah, what a, what a great process. And so maybe by the end of the summer, the public might get it after everyone's had a chance to go through it, right? Because you're going to go through the different processes of the county and the um, uh, and the legislators, uh, legislators themselves, correct? Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, all of this is all detailed. If, in case anybody yeah. wonders and, you know, they talk about this, the entire the entire audit has been filmed live. It's filmed and live streamed twenty four seven. Totally so transparent. Cons- yeah, absolutely. And then all of the pods that you see the counting. Now remember, nothing like this has ever ever been done in the United States to this magnitude. So we are the guinea pigs, um, yeah. which is why it's taking longer than they expected. But uh, we are doing everything we can to make sure that it's all transparent and documented. So every one of those pods also are being filmed, uh, recorded, and those are all secured under lock and key. Um, I don't know how many terabytes they've gone through. And the reason those are not being live streamed is because we don't want everyday people, not that there's any names on the ballots or anything else, but the judge was very, very careful about saying, I don't want these ballots filmed for the public for whatever. So we said, fine. So they are being um, they are being recorded and sealed. And the only way that they would be unsealed was if we go to court and the court orders us, because if the report says, look, we found this in batch number such and such, we want to be able to hand over that secure thing of the uh, the 
drive or whatever it yeah, is right. to the judge and say, here you go. You can see from the chain minute we open the box, yeah. the chain of custody, how it was done. You can freeze frame it and say, okay, here's what it is. So we're only doing that for, uh, for court pur- purposes if the judge orders those to be unsealed and used. Yeah, very useful. And it's good to, for people to hear this because you don't see these things in the media story, stories, but there's been a lot of thought and in, in transparency implemented at every step of this process. And it's so unusual to see people attack something that's been so unusually transparent. Now, when we, um, since you began, and you, you, you're right, you're the guinea pig. This is the first big audit we've ever seen in American history like this. There's been a little thing going on in New Hampshire now. The Georgia Fulton County ha- a judge has ordered uh, the balance to be unsealed for an audit there. Are, do you find some affirmation or some comfort in knowing that now other jurisdictions are thinking, you know, maybe Arizona is on to something. Maybe we should look at ours. Do you, do you feel good about that? Does that give you some comfort? Well, it does in the sense of, I'm going to go back to what I've said a half dozen times here, is our electoral system has got to be one of our most sacred things that we should protect. Our right to vote. Uh, if we lose that and lose confidence in that, um, God help us. I, it, our, America would never be America again. Yeah, so point. for whatever reason, if people have questions about the sanctity of their votes or the security of our system, by all means, we should go through this with a fine-tooth comb, document it to either prove or disprove those concerns. Yeah, that's it. That's the best way to get confidence. And like you said, you're shooting for 9,800% confidence, not 55% confidence, which we probably yeah, exactly. sh- we shouldn't be proud of 55% of confidence. We're too good a, a democracy to not have better than that. Oh, one last question I want to ask you. Uh, there are already proposals to make this sort of process a more regular thing. I think uh, State Representative Jay Kaufman and others have some ideas that maybe every third presidential audit that there would be a, 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 an integrity audit so that people can look and learn and that every two or three years the processes are checked, the, ti- the tires are kicked, and everybody can always have the confidence level going forward uh, that you're trying to achieve here. Do you think that catches fire? Do you think people feel good about that and that uh, that's a good way to go long term for, for the state of Arizona, maybe for uh, voters nationwide? Absolutely. Uh, And again, let me go back to what is the function of the Senate and the legislative body? It is our function to pass laws, make sure they're being followed and fix them. So if we do find, well, first of all, we've got the, the amount of people that don't trust it. Second of all, if we do find irregularities, maybe the chain of custody issue needs to be tightened up. Maybe, you know, maybe there is a question with machines. Maybe there is a question about internet connectivity. Whatever those are that we that we don't dispel and we do find is true, then those are the kind of solutions, which is exactly why we're doing this. Yeah. It's so that we can come back into session next year and say, we're going to propose some new laws that will help tighten the security and to give people more confidence in our electoral system. Yeah, what a good idea. Good governance. That's all you're trying to achieve here. One last thing, because I just saw this on Twitter as I was sitting listening to your talk. Uh, Maricopa County Supervisor Bill Gates says, back in November, you had this conversation, and he's alleging, well, you said, hey, if you look at it, we, I don't expect you to find anything, but look at it. You have a very different recollection. I thought since people, particularly Democrats, are tweeting about this Bill Gates comment, could you tell us what you recall about that conversation? Yeah, um, obviously, I can't recall word for word, but I can tell you that is not what I said. But I will confirm to you that, yes, I called every one of the board of supervisors. Most of these guys I have known for years and years. They have been friends of mine. And that's 
and that's when I called them and I said, look, guys, we you can see that this is going to be a train wreck if we don't get out in front of this. There are a lot of allegations about ballots being flown in and right. this, that and the other. Um, and I said, you know, look, our job should just be to get in front of this and to either prove or disprove, dispel any of these rumors. Let's do a more extensive audit than your minor, um, which is usually about twenty five hundred uh, your sampling ballot. Right. I said, let's do more. Let's do more. And they go, oh, yeah, Karen, we're all behind you 100%. And then when finally the lawsuits were over and I said, okay, guys, now we can do this. And they go, uh, no, you don't have the authority to tell us to do more. So we're not going to do anymore. Wow. So, yeah. So quite honestly, you're kind of getting different stories. And it's yeah, revisionist history tends to go on in these things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, well, Senator, we're so grateful that you spent the time to get us the, the true facts, the true story. I mean, when people know the real facts, it's a very different story than what's been told. And we're, we're really grateful for your time. I know how busy you are, but this was very, very helpful to our listeners to understand what's going on. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And hopefully maybe we can do this again sometime. I would like that. Maybe when the, when the final findings are out there, that would be a wonderful time. We'd be blessed to have you back on. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. You bet. Have a good day. You too. All right, folks, that wraps up uh, our interview. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. A few things to lean into the rest of this week. Some interesting things ahead of us, I think. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only fourteen ninety-five. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, folks, it's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. I really hope you enjoyed uh, the interview with Senator Karen Fan, the president of the Arizona Senate. Uh, she's a straight talker. She doesn't have any agenda, she says. She laid out a lot of the facts. In fact, one of my favorite ones, because it shows how dishonest or disorganized or inaccurate, imprecise that the news media has been. I kept hearing this fact last week, uh, that because of the way the contractor is working for Senator Fan in the Arizona Senate, handle the machines, Arizona's going to have to buy all new machines. And guess what? They don't own the machines. They lease them. It's not about buying them. They can be sent back, reformatted, brought back in. Uh, one of the many things where a fact actually matters. It changes how you perceive the information being delivered to you by the news media. Uh, and in this case, particularly, you get a much better sense when you realize that they're leased machines. They can be wiped and re-implemented re without any problem. There is no need to buy new machines. It is one of the many, many 
red herrings that have occurred during this Arizona audit. And it leaves you to wonder, if you have to be that dishonest to fool the American people, then maybe, maybe there's something else going on that we don't know about. Politics, maybe. A desire of bureaucrats not to have anyone look at their work. You know, transparency, accountability, oversight have always been values of good governance. And now suddenly we see bureaucrats chafing, county election officials chafing because someone else dare look at their work. Hey, your work for the American taxpayer. The Senate is empowered by the Constitution, the state Senate, to do this sort of work. Suck it up. Stop whining. Let the work get done. Let us learn from it. You heard Senator Fan say this today. Karen Fan said this today. If we find nothing wrong, we will say so. We will rejoice that there was nothing unusual or regular about it. Also, she said she's not looking for fraud. They don't believe there was fraud. They're looking for did the system work well? Are there ways to make it better for the next election? That's all this is. That seems to me something that a large number of Americans should appreciate and want to see done. And now we're seeing it in New Hampshire and Ohio. Yeah. And in Arizona, this may become a, um, a regular event, like every two or three elections. There may be a, a detailed audit so that learnings and lessons can be passed on and every election gets better, more safe, easier to vote, safer to vote, harder to cheat. Those are things that we should all agree upon. And I think you heard Senator Fan say it best. We don't want 45% of Arizonans saying they don't trust the election, which is what the current polling shows. We want 98 to 100% of people saying we trust the way the vote was conducted. That seems to be a good goal. Why not shoot for 98 or 100%? Why not go for the best? Why settle for only 55%? I think that's a great question and maybe gives you some perspective about this whole audit, why it was started, what it's trying to accomplish, and what the news media and some dishonest Democrats have been saying about it. That isn't true. Listen, if Democrats were doing this audit, I, we'd have the same answer for you. It isn't about the partisan politics. It's about getting to a good place where after an unusual election, unusual because we had COVID, right? I'm not saying unusual for any other reason than we had COVID. A lot of roles were changing and shifting. A lot of performances were changing. There was unusual private money going into the system. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's $350 million, remember that? Why not take a step back, take a look at it, find what went right, find what went wrong, improve it for the next election. It seems to me like common sense, and yet so many people, like during the Russia scandals, seem to be irrational about it. There seems to be a fear, a mockery in doing good governance. Well, guess what? You heard from Senator Karen Fan. She is not intimidated. She really doesn't care about the malarkey. She cares about getting the facts out, getting the truth out, making sure that 100% or as close to 100% of Arizonans can have future trust in their elections and getting the best practices in place for the next election. That's it. Not overturning the 2020 election like you're being told, like you're being fed, force-fed in some of these media interviews. Ridiculous, irresponsible, unforgivable what some people are doing. But that's why we have the show, to give you the facts, to hear from the front lines, to give people uh, the best set of facts so they can make up their own mind. You know, I'm not making up your mind for you. You're making up for your mind for yourself. We're going to give you facts, interviews, voices, documents, video, audio, whatever we can give you to give you the most information. Then we're going to trust you to make the right decision because you are the ultimate customer, the ultimate 
decider for your opinion, which is what we want you to do. All right, folks, that's the first day. We got so much more coming on. We've got um, Senator Mike Braun of the U.S. Senate joining us this week. We've got uh, Chuck Woolery. Remember him, the game show host, Hollywood figure, uh, very important conservative voice in Hollywood. I'd love to have him on. He's coming down here. And like I said on Friday, we're going to have an American hero, somebody that personifies all that's great about our military, that personifies all the sacrifice, the heroism, the courage, the bravery, the integrity that we're going to honor next Monday, Memorial Day 2021. Uh, we're going to bring in somebody that just will remind us why we have this holiday, why we honor our troops, why we honor our veterans, and why we should never be spitting on the idea that America is uh, a foiled, fabled, silly nation like some extremists on the left are trying to portray today. Certainly our enemies in China and Russia do so. This is the greatest country that ever was built in this world, and it still is, and it still has so much more right with it than anyone can find ever wrong with it. And these veterans, these heroes, including the one we bring on Friday, I think will reinforce that belief. All right. Get on with your day. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful that you come in and tune in. Uh, thank you for checking out justthenews.com. We try to give you facts all day, straight news, no indoctrination, just information, uh, no noise, just news. Uh, that's what we're here for. We hope we live up to it. If we don't, let us know. If we do, let us know. And thank you for all that you do to make us an extraordinary success every day. God bless you. And God bless this incredible country, the United States of America, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from justthenews.com. <laughs>